yes this book definitely has touched a lot of nerves uh, right or wrong is a is a perception but important nerves definitely this book has touched is my opinion and coming to the next question in in case of india by default or by design we created a large number of engineering students for over more than three decades starting from 1990s uh, uh, the stem education and the quality of education is debatable uh, that we will not uh, go into it but these engineers are there they are there in every walk of life every field every government department the corporates everywhere they are there in fact you you are aware of the situation where the uh, post graduate engineering students are going for even lowly paid government jobs that you are aware but they are there now how when they the question is how can we consolidate on this large pool of engineering students who are doing jobs across and when you say the people are getting modernized how do we make sure that these people get they are awakened they are informed and they become part of this awareness this is what i request you to answer so you know the key word that i'll use to answer the question is the word innovation uh, you know the people who are educated in these fields are supposed to be innovative they're supposed to be able to think for themselves uh, now few of the a very small percent of the people who graduate as engineers in india are actually doing engineering and they are doing everything other than engineering i mean i know people who are running some business somebody runs some restaurant chain somebody doing some business here and there somebody is in the police service somebody is in the administrative service some are corporate people in various middle level they are doing they, that's nothing to do with engineering you see so while india produced a large number of engineering graduates it did not produce a large number of engineers there's a difference between a graduate and somebody who is actually doing that so they have book knowledge uh, uh, you know a lot of book knowledge and they have not been given uh, uh, you know the opportunity to actually do real engineering the, this says a lot about the kind of uh, education system we have this education system was created by the british uh, who openly wrote in the 1800s early 1800s starting with macaulay and others that if we give these people an inferiority complex about their own culture and we make them into kind of second class englishmen Uh, and uh, deny them you know creativity and just make them babus and clerks they can uh, run the country for us we will be the boss and they will run the country for us the same way as now the future is uh, the elite will run the world through algorithms the algorithms are the babus the kind of automated babus because you give they have the rules and they run the show uh, previously there were no algorithms so you need human beings and train them with algorithms so basically the training of uh, indians was uh, t- teach the algorithm the british told you do this do this do this do this this is your job don't ask too many questions and don't worry about what the other fellow does just do this job so we built uh, we continued this education system for 200 years which is a real shame uh, now people ask me were indians ever creative and they think that it's a fault of the uh, our tradition but i point out that uh, you know look at the contributions to astronomy and mathematics and the pioneering in basic uh, the creators of linguistics and grammar you know from panini uh, uh, onwards and so many others uh, the you look at practical physical level infrastructure in ancient archaeology whether it is the saraswati the saraswati indus civilization harappa dholavira all those places you look at the metallurgy in some various sites uh, so you and this list goes on and on uh, 
uh, and it spread from India to Southeast Asia, and uh, it went all the way to Afghanistan. All those, uh, you know, before they were destroyed, those uh, places were really part of the Indian scape landscape, and a lot of this went to the Middle East. A lot of uh, Indian metallurgy went to church bells. The the first church bells. When you go and do the metallurgy of the oldest church bells that exist, uh, though that metallurgy is Buddhist. Buddhists used to send bell as a as a kind of a, a emperor Ashoka used to send a bell at, at, through his ambassadors to all parts of the world with some inscriptions on them. So you will find more than two thousand year old Indian metallurgy not only in church bells but you will find it in uh, the, the Roman uh, Roman archives talk about buying uh, this wood steel from India because that was the toughest steel for making swords and shields. So India was a land of innovation. Medicine, so much medicine. So, if you look at the innovation of the Indian mind uh, in in those times, you cannot say that Indian people are always sort of dumbed down. You know, it is not true. So, why this happened, dumbing down during the British era, because it served a colonial uh, ruler to have a lot of people who just follow, you know, instructions, algorithms. Uh, Indians are very good at learning an algorithm. The master teaches you and carrying it out. This is very, very Indian became famous for that. So this is the problem. You cannot do be an engineer if you, all you do is uh, follow some algorithm. You must know how to do engineering as a creative person. So we have to introduce creative thinking to be innovative, to have our patents. So we are not exporting the brains that work under some foreign client, and we, he turns them into uh, you know people who develop new technology. The Indians, even after so many centuries of being colonized the basic quality of the human being is very good because the same Indians, when they go to United States, they go to Silicon Valley, they are the movers and shakers and making all kinds of waves. So the, the problem is the, in India. The problem is not the Indian uh, individual lacking brains. That's not the problem because I know enough people uh, all over the world who are doing very well. The problem is somehow in India, we do not have an ecosystem based on merit, based on innovation. Uh, and so uh, we are used to very low level thing expectation. Uh, we just uh, teach people, uh, children, some uh, something in college, and then they recite it back in some exam and they pass the exam. So, you know, you have large number of, on the one hand, you have large quantity of STEM people, but the quality is not there. So therefore the challenge is how to change this whole system. We have one government after another. We have one education minister after another promising to do all those things, but they don't do it. I mean, the job is not some state speeches somewhere in parliament or go to some manthan and make some speech and get some uh, big applause. The job is you got to not only redo the curriculum, but you got to train lakhs of teachers. In order to train millions of students, you need to train lakhs of teachers because, you know, the, the number of teachers all over from kindergarten all the way to college is large number of teachers. So you've got to create a new generation of teachers. Who's going to train the teachers? So you need people, you need uh, trainings of teacher institutes uh, with new kind of, and then, then you'll train the teachers. Then the teachers will then train the students. It'll take a generation. This is, there is no easy solution to this. This is why in my case study, I'm saying that India's problems are very complex because the challenges 
the the the, the negative issue, uh, consequences of ai whether it's in the hands of china pakistan producing weapons whether it's in the hands of breaking india forces creating internal problems whether it's in the hand, hands of industrialists creating uh, you know competitive products which uh, dislocate the old workers and employees whatever the kind of disruption the the solution to it requires uh, upskilling and upskilling takes time so the the problem is imminent short term the solution is long term i mean it's like a doctor says that uh, you got to reduce uh, so many 20 kilos and the uh, problem is like immediate you have to do it but he says oh, sir even if i starve i cannot <laughs> lose 20 kilos in 24 hours so the problem is more urgent the solution is going to take long this is very serious issue very serious issue how to uh, how to turn india's stem graduates into functioning engineers functioning scientists functioning mathematicians functioning in some field so this is the the challenge your generation and younger generations have to face also concern about some wrong things that india is doing which is for example turning the iits into humanities and liberal arts so what will happen is it all become like ashoka university and jnu and uh, these kind of places and create gadar and so you know the stem requires uh, if you look at the rise of china is because they really created scientists and uh, physicists and uh, uh, material scientists and ai people and you know engineers really created a whole generation of that which is very uh, the largest population of actually practicing engineers not with their degrees but actually practicing scientists actually practicing people in those fields is in china is numerically and usa is scared of that because us does not have such a large population to produce such a large number of uh, technology people so uh, india is making a mistake instead of upgrading the stem to uh, higher quality uh, more innovativeness more patents and have incubators have projects like when you go to stanford or mit or carnegie mellon or princeton university right here as an undergraduate you are innovating you are inventing things you are already starting doing startups here and there a venture capital is coming to you funding you and all that undergraduates even so instead of creating that the indian government is now saying let's turn them into some humanities and social mm-hmm. sciences people it is a bad idea it's the social sciences people are third rate standard i mean i'm sorry i talked to a lot of social sciences people they are third rate standard by international levels they are just copycatting the social science taught in the west they are teaching that in india there is nothing they don't understand their own society except through the lens of the westerners you know so these social sciences kind of bringing some extreme marxist and postmodernist and postcolonialist type of view subaltern view are disconnected from the from the traditions of india itself in, in india has its own social sciences so social sciences got enough problems of their own and uh, ai i am also writing on how artificial intelligence is revolutionizing the social sciences revolutionizing even in the west so the social let's say the old social sciences which are in the west let's call it 1.0 and let's say ai is going to create a social sciences 2.0 in the west it's happening while in india we are still on the western 1.0 social sciences which came long time ago those 1.0 social sciences we are now going to take over into the stem stem also which is a stupid thing to do while the rest of the world is upgrading is is considering those social sciences to be obsolete 
and upgrading those to the new ai based social sciences we in india are going to take the engineering people and turn them into the old fashioned mm-hmm. social sciences it's a strategic blunder that the education ministry is doing and nobody has done a critique of it in this particular way uh, and and i have wanted an audience i have been not been given an audience i want to so this is why i'm going to the public so uh, i i think the education system continues to have very serious problems